guys. I know you guys normally see us on Tuesday, but we have some world travelers in the building, so we had to adjust accordingly. Um, and I know I set this up for 2.30, but, you know, life happens. So here we are. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are covering 90 Day Fiance, the UK version, season two, the tell-all. I'm Linda. That's April. Um, what else do I want to say? Housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping. Bottom <laughs> screen where you can see you can support the show. I'm very excited that uh, the writers are getting back to work because that will help my life as well. And let's uh, hope that the actors um, are shortly not that far behind. But in the meantime, yeah, Linda is so girly everywhere you can support the show as well as go ahead and like and subscribe. Over here at the Melanated Way, head on over to April, who is live streaming at the same time on her channel, and like and subscribe there. And uh, yeah, I think that's all the that's all the housekeeping that I have. April, welcome back to Canada, UK, <laughs> US. Not sure where you are, what you're claiming today, but welcome. Thank you very much, my liege. <laughs> what up, Stevie? Long time no see, or. Yeah, long time to see. Is that what you say? Yeah, sometimes Stevie just doesn't say anything, but Stevie's always here. You think so? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it. First, yes. I want to say uh Catherine Ryan, the host, amazing. I thought she did an amazing job. Um, I thought she was really, really funny. And I love I maybe I just like Brit humor, but I'm all about it. Yeah, that was an, a refreshing hosting thing. Agree. So, yeah. yeah, 100%. What up, Renee? Hey, girl, hey. Um, overall thoughts on the tell-all? I have so many more questions I wanted to ask, but I understand that they had limited time. I, maybe we could have cut out the guy who came back from last year and, and had more questions. Because I still don't have... Rich, I just I, Okay, he's kind of interesting. But I still don't have a time frame for the baby, and I still don't understand the offhand comment somebody made about you have to be together for five years before you can really get. I, I wanted more of that. Yeah, I feel like they maybe needed like uh, so. Last year there was no tello, right, and everyone complained. This year there was a tello. It was an hour and a half, but I feel like they needed like a part one and maybe a part two. Uh, I think that we. Uh, unfortunately didn't touch on a lot of the issues that still we have questions about um and there were a lot of things that i don't know like there were a lot of things that we could have just dug deeper you know overall i was entertained by it but i think that that there were so many things that are left unanswered and that i thought was unfortunate yeah so okay so shane and mert are the first to arrive and then mercy and michael arrive and that whole thing with mercy should I wait till I get to her? No, I'm just going to say now. Mercy saying, just call me whatever is weird to me. Is it Mercy or is it Marcy? We're all, and she's like, ah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't Well, what is your actual name? Like, what what does it say on your birth certificate? And what do your parents call you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was weird. But is she saying it because she doesn't want to embarrass Michael because he's saying it the wrong way? Well, then say that. Say my husband, I like him. I let him call me this and this and this. And that's between us. And, and... But for everyone else, it's this. Yeah, that's kind of weird that she doesn't seem to care how it's pronounced. But hey, it's her world. We're just living in it. So they arrive. Uh, and then Acela and Robert arrive. Then Christian and Rebecca. 
Um, and here's the thing, you guys. The thing with the UK version is that there's so much happening behind the scenes. So there's a bunch of, like, I don't think we've seen a cast that dislike each other as much as this cast in all the spin-offs, UK and U US versions. Like, I just don't think we've seen it. And we're gonna talk about Rebecca later, but Rebecca and Azelle apparently are, are part of like the Mean Girl clique. And that's what you saw played out on the on the show, on the tell-all. Did you see that play out as well? Yeah, I thought it was really odd that Azelle's position was, yeah, I said these things, but I didn't intend for you to hear them. And so that's why, it's okay. And then just like Mercy's like, oh, call me Marcy or Mercy. She also took this wishy-washy stance between the Mean Girls Club and Mert and Shane and Tion by like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but Tion is on the Shane and Mert side just because she's, who else's side? She's not part of the clique and she's not really with Shane and Mert, but she's like on the outside. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like she just seemed like Tian just refused to participate. Well, well, because you know Tian is Tian. <laughs> I just thought I just thought that Mercy, Marcy, whatever, came across as wishy washy in all things. And then the part where she was like, um, when Shane and Mert got up and left the stage, and she's like, "Oh my God, that's giving me like anxiety." Girl, you're the one, you're the reason why everyone's having an issue because someone told you something, you told your husband and your husband told everyone else, which is fine. I think that he, I think he's the only one that has integrity. He's like, hey, listen, I didn't want Shane and Mert to show up and be like side, um, not side hustle, but bamboozled right. by whatever it is that you all are doing, right? So instead of... Mercy being the person like, hey, this is not cool. Yeah, I'm part of the Mean Girls Club, but listen, by the way, if you come here, you might get ambushed. Her husband was the one that had the integrity. So right. I'm just saying like the wishy-washiness, like I just don't like people like, like that personally. I just, be who yeah. you are. If you said it, you said it. If you did it, you did it and own it. That's yeah. it. And if it's right or wrong, own it. Yeah, but most people are not like that. You think? I, I know. It is very rare to meet someone who actually is going to be genuine to your face at all times and with all their relationships. That makes me sad. Um, and then we hear about Louise and Jose and we'll get to them. And I was surprised and wondering why they weren't there. Um, I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunity with that relationship. And then uh, we get a little update on some of the season one people as well as Alejandro and Katie where, you know, we get an update, but it was really no update, but we'll get to that. Yes. So Mercy thinks that her and Azelle are considered the miserable bee bees on social media. What are your thoughts about that? I thought that was an accurate reading of how people are perceiving them. They should have, she should have also added Tion. I, I don't think that Tian is perceived as miserable. I think Tian is perceived as materialistic and selfish. Um, Mercy's not materialistic. She's just been perceived as miserable. A cell is materialistic and miserable. So yeah, the three of them belong in that mater <laughs> materialistic, miserable B category on social media, I, I think. You guys, if you're in the live chat, let me know what you guys think. If you're watching the replay, definitely let us know what you guys think uh, in the comments. We start off with Rebecca and Christian. 
they say that they had an instant attraction. It wasn't love at first sight, but instant attraction, remembering that her grandma is the one that introduced them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then Shane kind of takes their relationship to task. So Shane says, which is what I said on our show as well, this whole devil versus angel thing and how he saw, said he was going to lean into the devil part, which implied that he, even if he's married, he's going to cheat. That's what it implied. And exactly. Shane's like, you know, why would you say that? And then he's like, it was taken out of context. But um, I, I went back and watched and it was not taking out, unless you filmed a bunch of shit after it and it wasn't aired, it was edited out. It absolutely was not taking out of the context. You literally said, you're not the type of guy who likes relationships. You literally said that. He said so many things that were anti to being in a relationship that I don't really understand. And all they really needed to point to, fine, let him have that. Let him say that it's a misunderstanding. But why didn't you communicate with her for three whole days before you arrived? That part. That part. And and fought with her the whole time and name called. Renee says, I agree. Not a fan of many of the women of this season. And hi, Tamika. Okay. So Christian talked about how it was a lot of stress uh, while he was in the UK because he couldn't work. Um, and he felt the stress from viewers who said that, you know, he was only in the UK uh, using Rebecca for a visa. Um, and I mean, that's how he came across. That's how he came across. If you're going to spend time, what you have to think about if you're deciding to go on the show and you're the immigrant, is if you spend time talking about how difficult things are in your country, people are gonna perceive your relationship as full or in part only because of wanting to have opportunities, unfortunately. Right, and we saw it play out with, even on his wedding day where he was like, no cameras, I don't know what I'm gonna do, ah, all that stuff. So it was like nowhere in there did it look like, yeah, I'm in it for the love of, of it all. No. What up, Diana? What up, Christina? <clears throat> so Shane uh, is not sure about this couple. She thinks that the couple is two-faced and Rebecca's naive. And, you know, why set yourself up for failure again? Which is what Rebecca has done in the past, right? She's recognized red flags. She's been married to a very similar personality, she says, and she does it the same thing over again. Why do you think that that, that was the case? I don't know because she says everything out loud. What I will say is the way that it was communicated to her is not a way that she's ever going to respond to. If you say to someone you're naive, it sounds like you're saying they're stupid. But I think if she was to rephrase it and say, you are smart and you are intelligent and you are giving and you are loyal. And I don't see that you're receiving those things or that you're receiving the love that you should give from your partner. That might be a little bit more persuasive than saying you're naive fair but we also know that shane saw the receipts about her being a mean girl her being yeah. Rebecca and azelle and the mean things that she said and even when they first arrived i don't i was like where's all this animosity coming from rebecca came in and was talking mad crap about shane like so much so so much yeah where what do you know? You you know some secrets on your secret channel that you have with your secret members about where all this animosity is coming from. <laughs> so I personally think that it's coming from jealousy. 
It's coming from jealousy. Uh, Reddit, they did a poll uh, for season two about about the favorite couples, and Shane and Mert, flew, like flying colors, they were it, period. We saw a little bit of Rebecca and Christian, but the top two couples, but Shane and Mert by far, if it was like 100%, I'd say like 80% said Shane and Mert, and then another 15% um said louise and jose and then everyone else was like in single digits so i think it comes from that type of jealousy you do a show for a reason you do it for for being on tv the publicity of all um you know followers all the things you do a reality show for a reason and i think that rebecca thought that she was going to be maybe the breakout star of the season and she was not and she was not perceived that way and she they honestly didn't get as much airtime, but she also doesn't have that je ne sais quoi, right? Some people just have it. Some people just have it and they're great TV and Shane and Mert were great TV. Um, I'm gonna pop into the live chat really quickly. Um, Tamika says, definitely he looks suspect with the way he was acting while he was there. Uh, Becca Hagerl says, they were so defensive of the relationship, which just makes me question it more. Christina says he totally open about it being for gain, except with his wife. And if Rebecca was so concerned about Mert's treatment of Shane, why didn't she go directly to Shane instead of telling that other girl, Azelle? Azelle. Um, And Tamika's like, she was like, Shane walked around the other side of the table. Like, where else was she supposed to walk? Um, so there's that. I just think it's it, it's bored out of jealousy. That's what I think. And I think that Rebecca was holding on to a lot of animosity that she self-created for not have actually even meeting someone in real life. So we're, if I have to deduce, I'm going to deduce like you're jealous of their popularity. You're jealous that they're the fan favorites. Mm -hmm. I think that's reasonable. So um, <clears throat> Shane says that, so this is when we get into, uh, what did, what did Merck call it? The bitch club? <laughs> So Shane says that Azelle's been trying to sideline and isolate herself and Mert in a group chat that they're not a part of. Um, and then Rebecca's like, well, you know, it's hard to like Mert. He's controlling, he's difficult to watch, and he has jealousy. And I was like, did you, did you replay your section of the show? Because if we want to talk about controlling, your hus now husband was not about your belly dancing at all. He in actually walked out and decided that he was never going to come back, even though he he gave it lip service and said, oh, but I know you love it. So, you know, just do it. I don't think that's going to last long, Rebecca. Difficult to watch. You know, it was difficult to watch him call you names. Him call you names, then go to the pub, get drunk, come back and call you names. You know what was difficult to watch? You plan the wedding by yourself and him not participate. That was difficult to watch. So all the things that you're saying about Mert being difficult, I feel like maybe self-reflect and look at your own relationship and the things that are happening there. Absolutely. 
What up, Kitchen Skills? Everyone say hi to Kitchen Skills. Uh, I feel like you're new in the live chat. Welcome. Hey, Linda and April, I think Azelle is also a hater and was stirring the pot 100%. And not only was she stirring the pot, you guys, she acted like, I hate this. I hate when people are like, blah, 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 talking shit about you and then can't own it and then be like, oh, what? I don't understand what's going on here. Playing dumb like she doesn't know. I don't even know. I can't believe. Stop it. Yeah, stop. You know exactly what you said. The problem is not that somebody shared what you said. The problem is that you said what you said. Because when you say something, you have to assume that everybody's going to find out about it. So the problem is what you said. Okay? The problem is what you said. Absolutely. <clears throat> is jealousy normal in a relationship? Because that was a question that was asked on the tell-all. So I'm I'm curious because you know you and I often don't <laughs> see eye to eye. So what is your opinion on is jealousy normal in a relationship? And guys in the live chat, feel free to pop in. I'm going to say that yes, jealousy is normal, and I'm going to agree with Acel's partner, Robert. Was his name Robert? Yep. And say that it matters what you do with the jealousy. So we have we have somebody in the uh, live chat who I think is saying that they're poly. I think you're saying you're polyamorous. I might be reading that wrong. And even in polyamorous relationships where you have multiple partners, there's still jealousy. You just have to decide how you're going to respond to that jealousy and also recognize that that's what you're having. Because sometimes we're acting a feeling and we don't know that it's coming out of jealousy. So once you recognize that's what it is, then you can decide what you're going to do with it. Right. Stevie says, yes, of course there is. Um, I agree with what, what Robert said, being jealous and displaying it are two different things. And I think that as individuals, you have to own your jealousy and decide how you are going to react on it and behave on it. Uh, Christina says, I do get jealous because of past relationships, but I do not try to jump on my current partner when I'm feeling that way. Exactly. So displaying it and acting on it and being jealous, all different things. Girl, Rebecca, Rebecca, don't even get me started yet. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get, so Becca said she laughed out loud when Rebecca was, that's funny, Becca and Rebecca. Becca said she laughed out loud when Rebecca was an expert on all things uh, Tanzania. But is it, is he from Tanzania? It's Turkey. Yeah, it's Turkish. But yeah, I, I think right. Becca meant to say Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tikia, right? As they're rebranding themselves. Not the white girl explaining Turkish um, life I, to the Turkish man. Like, come based on, based on her it. short period of time that she lived there and the husband who left her after two weeks. That part. Um. Okay. So then they talk about this Norway girl, which I thought was a missed opportunity, right? So, um, what's her name again? Catherine. Catherine asks. Christian, you know, do you have anything to confess about this whole Norway situation where you spent a whole day with a girl and were still in contact with her and Rebecca saw the text and then you denied it. And he's like, no, nothing to confess. And no one, no one questioned him on that. That's, he could just say no, nothing to confess. And then Tian's like, well, he's on national TV. Of course, he's not going to confess. That would be <laughs> stupid. Well, is that all we're going to say about it? Or are we going to actually question him? 
Show us your cell phone receipt. Show us the text messages. What was her name? When was the last time you had contact with her? You said that you went out for drinks just that night and then that was it. You know, nothing else was spoken. So then either you're lying or your wife, Rebecca, is lying. And this is something that's pretty easy to look up and verify. Where's the phone? That's it. That is it. Um, and then here's the thing that a lot of the cast was doing that was driving me crazy. Cause I was like, did you watch your season? Because we all watched and we remember Christian said that he never had a problem with, uh, Rebecca's belly dancing. And that's not even something that could be edited the way that it was. Like you said, the things that you said, sir. You freaking got up and walked out and then said, no, and even when she tried to bring you a second time in a different environment, you were too busy no. playing video games and you said no. So like, that's oh, not, yeah, that's not the magic of editing. So why are we lying? And then, because we're on the subject of dancing, this is, listen, you guys, I'm just going to say this. Tian tried to come with me, come to me, come to me, come for me, come for me on social media. And I just was not having it. I'm not having it at all. And I had to shut that shit quickly. So if it seems like I'm a little bit like, Tian, I, I feel like I am a little bit Tian because she left a bad taste in my mouth. Talking to, what did she say to me? She said, oh, do your due diligence. You better fuck up. Okay. So then Tian says that she was not jealous of David's dancing. And my, this is my note, what? So you have Christian blatantly lying on the tell-all and then you have Tian blatantly lying on the tell-all. Your, your fiance had to quit dancing altogether because you were that jealous and insecure because you didn't, you think that his cultural dance is a sexual thing that is beyond your quote unquote boundaries, but yet you're going to come on the tell-all and say that you weren't jealous of it. And that she did not give him an ultimatum. I, I didn't give him an ultimatum. Right, and then not Damn. telling David he can't dance. He just not allowed to be out at 3 a.m. No, you told him he could not dance. Mm-hmm. We saw it. So I like the fact that the host was like, I'm being gaslit right now. Right, I love that she, I loved, you know what? <laughs> Catherine... Bravo. Bravo. And Catherine's Canadian, by the way. She lives in the UK, but, you know, she's one of us. Mm-hmm. And so she's not putting up with the nonsense. So she's like, yeah, I feel like I'm being gaslit right now. And looks her in her face, dead face. And Tian had nothing to say because guess what? You were gaslighting and lying on national TV. Like, you know what it made me think? And I don't want to make this political at all. But there's a specific ex-president who will say something on TV and then literally say that's fake news. And you're like, are you trying to make me act like I'm crazy or are you just being crazy? And Tian, you're like right up that alley. Like we watched you give him the ultimatum and tell him he literally could not do salsa, merengue, or any of his other cultural dances because you didn't feel comfortable with it. You never said anything in that conversation about the time of day that he was dancing. It was just the fact that he was dancing at all. You also said, Tian, that you did not like dancing. So for your response to this on social media to be a video of you guys dancing together, how are we supposed to know that? You said you didn't like dancing and you didn't want him to dance. Now you're saying we didn't do our due diligence. Ma'am, you didn't give us the information. Besides that, I still don't believe you. And then says, 
Okay, I just want you guys to think of the backstory here. You're on a friggin' reality show. You know what you signed up for. You know how you came across and you decided to make that specific choice. Then you want to tell us, the viewers, that you we can't believe everything on camera? Stop it. Catherine's like, you know, I feel like you're gaslighting me. Dave is not dancing because Tion said it. And then... David says he's not dancing because Tian is worth it. So is he dancing or is he not dancing? Did he get did he get the ultimatum or did he not? Because on the one hand, you're saying that you're not jealous and you didn't say those things and we can't believe TV. But meanwhile, David on the screen is saying that he stopped dancing because uh, Tian is worth it. So what is it? Exactly. What is Ball's it? In your, balls in your court, Tian. Ball is in your court. How about just don't lie? <laughs> um okay so christian and rebecca we find out that his visa got approved and so they're all good to go wanted to talk to you a little bit about that april so uh once the visa spells the visa approved he's good to go he says he is job hunting now he's going to be able to go back to argentina argentina <laughs> argentina in february and wants to introduce rebecca to his family and we find out that his life goal is to be a UK firefighter. It's interesting. Oh, what do you want to say? Oh, I thought he was going to be a personal trainer. Or I might have a mix up with somebody else, but I thought he was a personal trainer at home. So I thought it was interesting that he was choosing to be a firefighter. I thought he'd be like, most people want to be their own business person, have their own, you know. I, I saw him as somebody like having his own gym, blah, 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 whatever. But he can do whatever he wants to. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, did want to ask someone, someone who's more familiar with UK stuff. There is a five-year rule in the UK when you get a sponsorship by Visa where you have to remain in that relationship for five years. And I was wondering if it's the same thing as our change of conditions in the US. So in the US, you get a conditional residency if it's based on a marriage less, less than two years long. And then if you are still married, when you reach that two-year mark, you could apply for a 10-year residency. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if the five-year rule in the UK is the same thing like, uh, or along the same. But I didn't have enough time to completely research it. So somebody here might know. Oh, someone will know. Our little our little group here, our little followers here, they, they have their business. And so if it's not in the live chat, someone I'm sure will put it in the comments. Uh, let's move on to Michael and Mercy slash Marcy who is, you know, AKA call me whatever. Yes, Mercy, I love you still. Do you? You didn't love I her did. last week. I was really surprised that nobody was irate with her for being late. Ah, kitchen skills coming with the drama. <laughs> He's going to be married to her for five years and one day, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry what did you say um what did i say you said you oh I, love, yes yes you love mercy i do but i i was i had an issue with the timeliness and i was really surprised that everybody was basically kind of like on her side with the he should have been more complimentary to her while she was getting dressed and it and and even he was like what's well, my fault i shouldn't have been rushing her she was on kenya time which i asked you if i was like we're dealing with a cultural issue here i don't know but i was surprised nobody was like she should have been on time. That's all. I'm I right. feel like this is a missed opportunity as well. 
I feel like no one was taken to task. And you know what? I will say this. Catherine did say everyone was was generally polite because no one was really taken to task. So she's Miss Call Me Whatever. And they show her freak out in the car um, because she was not complimented on her wedding day. Um, they talked, and I think, yeah, the Tinder swindler, Stevie says, um, you know, she was known for the fake memes, the swindler online. And, you know, they talked a little bit about that. And she's the one that said that she would go online with different names and like, just keep swiping because it was entertaining her and that she was bored. And I was like, did she not say that? Did I not hear her say that? And did I not watch that? Right. So being asked, like, are you like a faker? And you'd be like, no, what are you talking about? I never did that. I'm like, well, then I, I, I'm going to need you to clarify because mm. you literally said that you weren't expecting to meet anyone. Like, seriously, you were literally just doing it to entertain yourself. Yeah. So like, right, Tamika? Tamika says, you definitely heard that, Linda. So then yeah. why are we not asking her about that? And why is she acting like she's confused that she is being questioned about her intentions i think i know the answer to this question what is it as a former swiper, <laughs> a swiper. <laughs> i won't put her under the bus but i'll just say epic we all need to learn from april epic her 30 days of epic dating if you don't know about it go ahead and ask her so i think the difference for her was that she is swiping and entertaining herself. She's still herself, even though she's using a different name, she's not trying to get something from these people that she's swiping on as entertainment. It's just like entertainment is in talking, not entertainment as in trying to obtain money or something else. How do you from know them. that? I don't know. I am just, I think if she was trying to get money from people, she wouldn't have been like, Oh, it's entertainment. I think she would have been more like methodical about it. You see, when I was on my journey, I had a notebook and I kept a record of who I had contact with because if you're going to swindle, you need records. Okay. Are you going to go on international TV and admit that you're a swindler in front of your African parents? Or are you going to just be like, no, I was just doing it for entertainment. See, I think if she was lying, she would have never told us that. She never had to tell us that she was just swiping for fun. She could have come on TV and said, I was wanting to date. I was swiping and I found Michael, right? No, because all the people that she was swiping and entertaining could come back with the receipt. So she has to acknowledge it in some way. Oh. So if, well, I said, if I said, hey, yeah, I'm swiping, swiping, and I'm just, I'm entertaining myself. And oh, by chance, you know, Tom sent me a hundred dollars. That was just so nice of him is because like we were totally kicking in and he was entertaining me and I was entertaining him. And if Mark sent me $200, like I definitely don't know anything about that. I was just like being entertained and entertaining them. Do you see like? Yes. Yes. But I'm just no. saying, I, I feel like we can see it different ways. What up? Hey girl. Hey, my girls, my girls, my girls sending love from South Carolina to you both. Right? Does she have a job in Kenya? That was not addressed. No, I mean, listen, a lot of missed opportunities here. So, but we do find out that she gets a job in the UK and we'll talk about that in a minute. But so she tries to say that she had no secret aliases, no number of men. 
But she had a Freudian slip. I don't know if y'all caught it. She said, I wish I had, but no, I don't have any. I was like, oh, if that wasn't a Freudian slip, I don't know. I don't know what was. And then Catherine is hilarious. Catherine's like, I'm going to invite Thomas to the stage. And so this is also where I know that's your girl Mercy, but she was silent. <laughs> and I, she was silent, just looking forward, and I could see in her face she's like, doo, 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 doo. all those people oh, I was swiping. Doo, 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 doo. Was there a Thomas in there? Doo, 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 doo. Was there a Thomas that sent me money? Doo, 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 doo. What did I say my name was with Thomas? Doo, 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 doo. Am I gonna recognize it? Doo. Like, stop it, just stop it, April. I know she's your girl, but y'all, right? Thank you. That was really that. funny that she chose that to do that. Panic look. <laughs> Um, so on the flip side, Christian doesn't believe, uh, Mercy and he thinks that she still like could be a swindler. And, uh, and Christian was the wrong person to ask because I don't care about his opinion. True. 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 But I'm just saying from a viewer perspective, that was like guilt and quickly, like, let me get my shit together real quick. Let me think of what I'm going to say if this Thomas pops out and I recognize him and he recognizes me. Hey, Steve Cruz. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and then the whole dowry thing. I'm still, like, irritated by that whole, like, y'all had a fake wedding and that's the first time a lot of people uh, saw anything about Kenya and then you made it a fake wedding, but you didn't say it was a fake wedding. And then now you're saying the dowry depends on the family. And so that also makes you look like a little sketch, right? Because if it depends on the family, then why did you act like there were certain things that you were missing? Sounds to me like you guys added some things that you wanted if it, if if what you're saying is true. If it depends on the family, the family said this, and then you tell, oh, Michael, by the way, you need an extra X amount of dollars because I forgot these things. Mm, sounds a little fishy to me. It does. Because a dower... <sighs> sounds fishy to me. Well, though. she said that there was like a page that she forgot to tell him how. So Christian thinks that Mercy uh, is using Michael. And uh, what I think is funny is that, what's the saying? Because I'm terrible at it, but that's like calling the kettle black. Because oh, I was going to say game recognized game. Game recognizes game, that part. <laughs> you want to talk about someone using someone, you recognize it. Maybe you are the expert because you see in her what you indeed are doing yourself. And time will tell. Time, time will, will tell. absolutely tell. I do think theirs is a little different though, because the, I mean, she could be pretending, but the body language indicates to me that she does care about him. Even if she's using him, she still cares about him too. Whereas I don't see that with Christian and Rebecca. You know what? I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan, were they mar legally married in Kenya? No, it was a fake wedding, Ryan. They didn't actually get married until they got to the UK. So they were not legally married in Kenya. Uh, we find out that Mercy is finally getting out, making friends. Uh, she plans to travel with Michael. Uh, they want to save for our home and maybe have kids in the future. And she's working at KFC and they showed uh, some photos of her at her, her little job at KFC, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she's out making friends and things are going well. So I'm glad that Before she finally... I'm glad that she finally heard what I was trying to say. Go ahead and take responsibility for yourself as a grown-ass woman and get out there and make friends 
and get a job and go to the gym and do all the things on your own. And don't expect your husband to be like, hey, I'm going to hold your hand and take you all over the place especially after we found out that he like showed her the bus route, he showed her the gym, he showed her all the things and she just wasn't trying to do it. So I'm glad that she pulled up her big girl pants and is out there because guess what? She's happier. Yeah. Uh, getting a job will help with making friends. Absolutely. And I think that's exactly what's going on. And that's why she's feeling happier. Um, and so, you know, I wish them well. Um, moving on to Jose and Luis. Okay. So, Same, Christina. Sorry, Christina said she liked Michael even more after the tell-all, and I did too. I did too. I, I think he's a stand-up type of guy. I think that he says exactly what he means, and he stands by it. And I can't say that for his wife, though. Um, and I can't say that for a lot of the other cast members, but Michael, I did like, I feel like, um, I like Christina, I ended up liking him more after the tell -all. Yeah. Okay. So Ho Jose, Louise and Jesse, they come via screen. I, I really want to know why they weren't in studio. I, I, like, why are we not addressing that? How come we're not like, hey, maybe she just had the baby. She doesn't have the energy to come through. I mean, I, I need to know. It's filmed in the UK and you guys are in the UK and you guys couldn't make it to studio. Like, what was that? But they show up on screen and we find out that Jose made it back to the UK and they're together. But when they asked April about, so are you on the spousal visa? His answer was weird. He's like, now I'm going to be able to come and go and come and go. Yeah, I didn't understand. That doesn't sound like a spousal visa. Right? So I don't, I'm, I'm not, it wasn't computing to me, but we've had questions all along about what exactly they're doing. My question was, even if they're appearing via video, why couldn't they appear the entire time? Yeah. Because I would have been interested to hear their perception on the other couples as well. Yeah, it was this whole thing was weird, right? It was very like, are you part of this season? Are you guys not yeah. part of the season? Because like I said at the top of the show, besides uh, Shane and Mert, this was the second most popular couple. And we got like five minutes of them. It was, I don't know, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And it wasn't addressed. So again, missed opportunity. I feel like this is one of the missed opportunities. Yeah. Um, they had their baby. They're happy. We know that it was a boy just because we saw in our show, right, on social media that they spoiled that already when they did their gender reveal. Um, but they're both exhausted. You know, having a baby is a big deal. But apparently, Jose loves being a dad. And they showed a little picture of him pushing the baby in the pram. Um then they talked about Jesse a little bit. And this is where I am so upset about this, okay? Because we know in 90 Day History, April, that the kids always tend to just have more common sense than the parents. For whatever reason, that's how it plays out. Now, look at Jesse's face on your screen. He looks so upset, sad, upset. I don't know what it was. The whole, their whole segment. And even in when he was talking, you guys, I didn't take a screenshot of it, but you could tell there was tension between 
him and Jose, as well as him and his mom. Because when he would talk, his mom's face would drop. Did you notice that, April? I did. I felt really bad for Jesse in these moments because I feel like as much as you maybe don't agree with what your mom is doing, it probably is really hard to see so many people talking so negatively about her. So his his instinct, I think, is to kicking in to defend her because that's his mom. But also what she's doing is stupid and he knows it. What a horrible position for him to be in. I agree with C. Cruz. There was so much tension here. Why isn't she noticing her child? Uh, I felt that. Like, I felt like every time he was so sad and she was just this. So and said what you see on your screen, she was so busy looking at Jose and being happy and bliss. And yes, I get that. You just got your, your man with you. You're recently married. You guys just had a new baby. I get that. But you even told us it used to be just you and Jesse. And now that like someone said, and I'll find it, but someone said, yeah, I would, I would get it. Like all of a sudden you have this strange man living in your house full time who you clearly think is not really the best kind of guy because he's lazy and he doesn't do anything. And even on the tell-all, there's room for improvement. Now you could see the tension was thick, you guys, and no one addressed it. You could see that Jesse is not upset, or excuse me, is upset and no one addressed it. However, like April said, when someone tried to be like, hey, are you okay? And I'm paraphrasing. Um, he stood, he immediately stood up for his mom. He's like, you know, no, we talked about it and she knows my boundaries and all of that stuff. And then he went back to sad face again. Yeah, none of this takes away from the fact that he is the only person employed in that home. Yeah. He's the only employed <laughs> person in that home. And so this is falling on him. Where Jose falls short, it falls on him. And in that situation, it's really hard when you don't get to be, I'm the youngest sibling, so this wasn't my experience, but I've heard this from other people before. When you're an older sibling and you get forced to be a parent as opposed to being a sibling, it's really hurtful. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Jesse says, yes, he gets recognized in the street and it's a little bit weird for him. And at the end of the day, he's just going to try to be a great role model to his younger brother. Um, when asked about Jose and their living situation, uh, he said, yeah, there's room for improvement. By A, he could get a job. So you can imagine, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys, I'm still recovering from a cold. Um, you can imagine that, like April just said, we he doesn't work. We don't know what she, she's like a plus size model, but I, I don't think she's probably working now that she has a new baby. Um, and so, yeah, Jesse's the only one that is working in the household. I can imagine how that, that would be for him. And I can imagine, you know, it doesn't feel good. So in my notes, I say Jesse looks so sad and mad. Um, Christian even notices. Uh, did you see that when Christian noticed? Like he was like, look at his face. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Michael, Mercy's Michael, feels like it was way too quick for them to have a child. And he made some really great points, you guys. He's like, it was way too quick. You guys barely know each other. None of y'all are working. How are you going to support this new baby if you guys can't even support yourselves? 
Um, but then Christian thinks that it's okay that they had a baby really quick because it's now or never because she's not getting any younger. Any thoughts on that, April? I mean, Christian is correct. She's not getting any younger, but that doesn't mean have a baby without having a stable environment. That just means you don't get to have a baby because you guess what? You had all the years before that to put yourself in a position or to choose a partner who was already in a position to be able to support you. It does not mean burden your child that's already here living. That's interesting. Tamika says, I don't, I can't understand Jesse's anger, especially if he's the one taking care of the household. He should move out, but I know he's concerned about his mother and new baby. I, I mean. That's a really hard position because if he moves out, what happens to his mom? And I also think Tamika, like, he has a right to feel angry or sad or disappointed because like April said, that's his mom. And just like Louise said, it was him and her against the world his whole life. So that's his mom. He's going to feel protective. He's going to feel like you rushed into things and this might explode in your face. And he's just feeling very protective of his mom. So I mean, I can understand the anger, especially if you have this dude that came all across the world and thinks he's an international rap star, but only has one song. Um, and the song is, you know, neither here nor there, but he doesn't work. He doesn't contribute. And now they have another mouth to feed. So I would feel frustration. I probably feel some sadness and I probably feel some, some anger. Like, cause if your husband's not going to do it cause he's not working and he's focused on his rap career and now I have a brother. I'm not going to let my brother just sit around and not be cared for and taken care yeah. of. Right? I'm going to feel that responsibility. I will say that if it continues, she does run the risk of Jesse just abandoning them. Tamika just let me have a whole TED talk on her. And she's oh. like, I meant I can understand, not can't. <laughs> <laughs> Tamika. Yeah, I just, I feel sorry for him because when you see someone start a family over fresh, when they already have a child that's existing, there's just a lot of complicated feelings that come from that for the older child. Yep. And in this case, it's compounded by the fact that she is not financially, mentally ready and she does not have a good partner. Facts. I'm not saying Jose's not a good person, but he's clearly not a good partner in this moment. My bad, Linda, angry typing. That's My okay. bad, Tamika. I was like, let me tell Tamika what I really think. Her and I have been on the same page up until this moment, and she doesn't know that I can go off on a tangent. So let me be nice about it. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Shane, again, is the only one that says, hey, Jesse doesn't look happy. And then my note is, you know, why don't we ask more about that? I feel like, again, I'm going to continue to say there were a lot of missed opportunities here. I understand that they only had an hour and a half but like make part two because you guys already fumbled the ball in season one series one where you didn't have a tell at all and then now you have a tell all to make it right and you had a great host she was really entertaining super funny to me at least but then you ran at a time where you weren't able to uh, spend enough time on each of the couples yeah no mm -hmm. okay moving on to robert and azelle <clears throat> I was surprised that they got so much time. Just like how April said, uh, they should have probably had 
Jose Luis and Jesse stay for the full thing because we saw Robert and Azal for like five seconds and everyone already knew what it was, right? Like she was never happy. She was like the ice queen. She was like not happy with anything. She talked crazy to his uh, daughter. And here's the thing on the tell all, I lost some respect for Robert. Want to know why? Because when his woman was talking crazy about his, his daughter he stood up for his woman and not his daughter. Yeah, and then he said, agreed. And then said his daughter could be problematic. I was like, did we watch the same show? The 16-year-old was anything but problematic. What she was was a 16-year-old with concerns, and she brought her concerns to her dad. And if you guys have followed April and I throughout this whole recap and review, you know that we're standing up for the kid. We're going to tell you, listen to what your child is saying. Some of y'all parents, Sorry, not sorry. You missed the mark. You want your teenager to talk to you. They start talking to you and you're not listening. Yeah, some of you are horrible parents. And Robert, you are not listening. And for you to come on the tell-all and defend Azal, who's not even your fiance yet, over your child and tell the world that your child is problematic sometimes, shame on you. Shame on you. We saw Arwen do nothing but right by you. We saw Arwen do nothing but right by you. And there's a huge difference between somebody being problematic and somebody being 16. Facts. That part. Say it louder. <laughs> Tamika says, yeah, he threw his daughter under the bus for the sake of this nasty woman. I'm just saying, like, that's your 16-year-old. We've all been 16. We know what 16 looks like. We know 16. We're figuring some stuff out and all the things. Doesn't mean you're problematic. It means you're a freaking teenager. But the idea that she would say something about how she wants to have kids and she doesn't want Arwen in the house, that is extreme. Oh, guys, you listen. I, I, this, I'm telling you, lost respect for Robert 100%. So the first thing is something up was up with his hand. I don't know if he broke his hand or whatever, but I wanted to know why he had like that soft cast on. Um, <clears throat> Mert and Shane think that Robert and Giselle have no chance. Uh, Shane also thinks that Azal is two-faced and so she's not clapping for her. Now, let me see if I can find this because it was hilarious to me. Hold on. Oh yeah, here it is. Found it. Is that face Shane made? Uh, yeah. So this. Is there anything that you'd like to say to Robert before we move on? I love you. Oh. Uh, I like you. Uh, <laughs> 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 beautiful story is not <laughs> One more time, just because it, it just really truly made me happy. Is there anything that you'd like to say to Robert before we move on? I love you. So when I talk about how Shane is like great TV. She's great TV, great, great, great TV. And um, that meme right there is just like a, a small tidbit. And that's why they kept referring back to Shane because Shane will speak her mind as well as she's great TV. So Shane says that she just feels like um, Azelle is two-faced and that she's not going to be clapping for her, which she didn't. And Shane goes on to like, finally, she's smiling. So Azelle gets to the couch with um, Robert 
and she smiles. And it was kind of shocking because we have not seen her smile this entire season. So it was shocking. Like Shane was correct. Robert says to the audience that they're still together once asked by Catherine and yet he also throws in, but there's no proposal. Now, what were your thoughts on that? Because I feel like that was a dig towards Azelle. I think it was a dig towards Azelle because he had said earlier that he was withholding the proposal until she stopped making comments about his house. There was something that she was, or, or moving. It was about moving away from his mom. Yeah. So I thought that was in reference to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it was a dig like, Hey, listen, we're still together, but we're not engaged. Right. Uh, the host tells Azelle that, you know, she comes across as cold, but she loved it and that she loved Azelle and that she really just enjoyed their little small segment. I was surprised by that. I think the thing is, Azelle is being honest about what she wants. It's Robert's problem if he's going to allow someone in his life who talks about his daughter that way and talks about his home that way and wants to move him away from his mother. She's not pretending to be something that she's not. So we can't be mad at her about that. She's a horrible person and she's right out there with it. It's his job to take care of his mom and his daughter. Fair. I mean, that's fair, I guess. Um, so they talk about Arwen a little bit. Uh, thoughts on Arwen and how Azelle thought she was a spoiled brat. And then Michael, so Mercy's Michael and Shane both stood up to Robert and Azelle saying that they don't like how Azelle treated Arwen. They don't like how she taught. They talked about his daughter. Um, <clears throat> and so it was Michael and Shane, you guys, Michael and Shane, who stood up for Arwen. Robert chose to say, well, when asked, you know, did you choose Azelle over Arwen? He chose Azelle saying problems with my daughter sometime. This is where he threw his own daughter under the bus because he's in a relationship with Azelle. And I just, I, that's where I lost all the respect for him. All the respect. We talked about it already, so I'm not going to beat it with a dead horse, but I'm, or, you know, whatever that saying is. But I'm just saying, like, you're the dad and you're on international TV saying that your daughter is problematic. You need to go and have several seats somewhere. And I don't want to hear about you for a very long time until you figure your shit out. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Then Shane brings up the, because they play the little clip where Azel goes through his phone, right? And finds out that he, the dad, is talking about Azel to his daughter, which also puts the daughter in an awkward situation. Listen, y'all, as adults, be adult. You don't bring your child who's 16 into your adult relationship, talking about your adult problems, and then turn around and say your child is the one that's problematic. Guess what? You're the problem. You're the adult. You're the dad. You're the parent. And yet you want to turn around and say your child is problematic? Well, I need you to look at your own damn self and take responsibility for your actions because your child wouldn't be problematic if you didn't put your child in the middle of your problems. Right. 
that was poetic. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Okay, so Shane talks about how you shouldn't go through your partner's phone without their permission. Um, And then asks, you know, why are you with Robert? And then she says, Shane says, because I don't understand it. You don't like anything about him. You don't like his house. You don't like his dog. You don't like his daughter. You don't like uh, the way he dresses. You don't like the way he talks. You don't like what they eat. You don't like anything about him. So, like, why are you with them? And then she says that she likes that he's a good father. She meaning Azelle, you guys. And that he's kind and open-minded. And then this is the part that I was like, oh. When she said... She's with them because he wants to change for me. That says it all. Does it not? Her answer didn't make sense to me, but listening to you say the last part back again, I'm like, okay, because she wants to change him. She wants, she to, wants to change him. She wants somebody that she can mold. That's it. Okay. okay. That's well, it. Well, look, she found him because he's letting her make all these upside down choices in his life. That's Listen, started with started with his clothing choices, which, you know, we all kind of put a little uh, uh, on our partners. However, stand up for your child, Robert. Stand up for your child, Robert. Stand up for your child. You're going to drive her away. You say that you and Arwen have a great relationship and you want to have it. You're going to drive her away with the with choosing someone like a cell to be with. And this is where all hell breaks loose. Right. So. Azelle, I told you guys, Azelle started a group chat on WhatsApp, but not all the cast members were in it. Mercy was in it, and Rebecca was in it, um, and Mercy, no, excuse me, Azelle was talking crazy about Shane and Mert to Mercy, and Mercy told her husband Michael, and Michael then turned around and told Shane because he didn't want Shane and Mert to be ambushed. And you know, it had to have been bad if Michael took it upon himself to be like, hey, Shane and Mert, look, this is what these people are saying. Screenshots and all. So <clears throat> Azelle was presented with it. Like, why did you do this? And then she tried to flip it on Mercy and say, well, I I was having a conversation about Shane and Mert, but I didn't know that they were going to tell you. (laughs) How is that a response? How is that an answer? You said what you said. The question is about what you said, not how it got shared. That part. And then Mert says, why are you causing drama? And why are you making, quote, a bitch team? And I died of laughter because that's hilarious because <laughs> it is, it, it was so, it reminded me of like mean girls high school where it's like, these girls are attacking these girls for no reason, except for being mean girls. And I talked about it earlier, so I'm not going to like repeat myself, but I will say this sounds to me. It's all about jealousy. It's all about airtime. It's all about who's fan favorites and who was not. And it's not Merton Shane's problem that y'all came across the way you came across. You came across the way you came across because that's who you are as an individual. And when Shane said the Azelle that she sees on TV is exactly the Azelle who she thinks she is off TV, I agree. I think that you didn't own up for your bullshit. You didn't own up for being a mean girl. You didn't own up for talking shit about a couple that you not, you hadn't even met. 
and you want to play dumb and act like you don't know what he's talking about. And now there's all this drama when you're the center of the drama, stop it. And then also too, Rebecca, you came in with an attitude against Shane and Mert, who you had never met. You are a self-proclaimed Turkish expert because you had a failed relationship there and you spent some time there as the white girl from the UK. Stop fucking playing. <laughs> like, see that that's privilege and see that you Turkish explaining Turkey to a Turkish person is unbelievable to me. It like, it's unbelievable. Okay. I'm done with that you good? part. You good? Yeah, that part. <laughs> that part. Okay, so Shane and uh, Merck it up. Shane calls Azelle a bitch. And then Rebecca flips her blonde hair and says, there's no need for name calling. And again. Oh, look who feels strongly about name calling now. Right. Not only how strongly you feel about name calling, but who are you to regulate what a grown person is about to say? Like, that's not your business. Is she even talking to you? Why am I blurry? It's bugging me. Rude. Okay, that's You're fine. not blurry anymore. Okay. So then Rebecca goes on to say that she's not going to stand for poor behavior. And then Robert jumps in and says that Shane and Mert both have anger issues. He felt sorry for Shane at first because he thought it was only Mert that had anger issues. But now he's seeing that they both have anger issues. Um, and then Shane says that Rob, Robert, is two-faced um, and that Azel is an evil dictator. <laughs> There's so much going on. So... Long story short, if you guys hadn't figured it out, there's team Rebecca and Christian, Azelle and Robert, and then Mercy. Her husband, Michael, is not in the group. Outside of the group, they're against Shane and Mert. Okay? And Michael is like Switzerland. And then Sean <laughs> is in a group of herself because... She no. refused to participate. That I don't even think that that's what it is. She wasn't invited to the party because she in herself is problematic and no one was really trying to befriend her. You can even see in the tell-all that no one was really trying to befriend her. She was her own entity. Yeah, she's an island all on her own. Island on her own because she thinks she's better than everyone else. And when you think that, no one can relate to it. Okay. Um, I did like the fact that they brought uh, up some of the previous cast members. However, again, I feel like there's some missed opportunities because uh, we didn't learn anything. So they talked about Katie and Alejandro, who we did see on series two uh, for a few episodes. They showed the storm on their wedding, the lights going out. They showed that they did get married, but then it didn't work out. They went their separate ways. And that's all. We didn't learn why it didn't work out. We didn't learn if the wedding, the marriage got annulled. We didn't learn anything. All we found out, we just got the video that we've all seen where Katie is crying in her car saying that they're no longer together and it's hard to talk about. Um, they reached out to Alejandro, but he never went back or never got back to them. Missed opportunity. 
miss. We're invested, right, for two seasons now in the fan favorite of series one. Katie and Alejandro were the fan favorites. And so we're we're truly invested. And then all we find out is they're no longer together and that's it. Does this also mean that they had bad contracts written? Like, why wouldn't they be obligated to participate in the tell-all? That part. That part. Um, and then we find out about Vic. So that's it. We no one knows you guys why they broke up. We find out about Victoria and Sean. Uh, Victoria has made trips back and forth, second trip to Japan. Uh, so they're still together. And I, I don't know if you guys watch any of my other shows, but I talked about uh, Sean and Victoria because they have, they're doing this travel package, April. And I can't remember verbatim, but it's a lot of money. It's like $2,000 to go to dinner with them. And they do like a guided tour of Japan. And then an additional like thousand dollars if you want to do dinner with them afterwards. It was like wild, but ridiculous. That's what they're doing. Somebody will pay for it though. Somebody will pay for it. And we found out that Sean's name is actually not Sean, it's something else, but that's behind me right now. I'm moving on. Uh Birdie and Host, we find out has split up. We knew that here at the Melanated Way. She does have a new man. She looks like she's super happy. Um, and we don't know anything else about host. Uh, Caleb and Marvin got married, and if you guys know, they were my personal favorites of series two, or excuse me, series one, um, and we caught up with them, and so if you guys want to pop on my YouTube channel and check out the one-on-one -on -one interview I did with them, I stood up like really late because they're in the UK and I was not. It was lovely. They're lovely individuals, so uh, they're married. Caleb is eventually going to move to Seychelles and be with his husband. Um, but they're maintaining a wonderful, beautiful relationship. Uh, Pat and Sam split, obviously. I mean, did they even meet in real life? No. <laughs> that wasn't said on the tell-all. I'm just telling you from what I know. They never even met in real life, so stop playing. <laughs> um, and then I thought it was weird that Sam and Christine are still together, but the way Catherine said it, it was like, do they have black, bad blood with production? Because she said, as far as we know, <laughs> Sean and Christine are still together. Like they must have no obligations to speak to production and they don't want to, so they're done with it. But what something, there's a story there, missed opportunity. The way, she, the way that she said it sounds to me like there was a problem with production somewhere. And I don't know if you guys see Christine on social media at all, but sometimes she throws a lot out there and she... She speaks her mind. And so I wouldn't be surprised if she said something that production was like, oh, we're not effing with them anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so we had two in-person surprises. Emma and Richard from series one. <clears throat> Richard and Kathleen are no longer together. Uh, he says he's only there for at the tell for the drama. Uh, they showed the part where he talked about what wife stands for. And I, I got re-cringed out and re-upset about that whole situation. You guys remember what he said wife stands for? Washing, ironing, effing, etc. Look at Look at April's face. <laughs> so 
he goes on to say that Kathleen broke up with him, that he embarrassed her. She's conservative and hit between his loud mouth and, uh, you know, rocking out with his out all the time. She was not having it, so she broke up with him. Emma and Hussein surprisingly are still together. Uh, they had a honeymoon in March of this year, but she hasn't seen him since. Uh, and he also doesn't want to move to the UK, and she's having to coax him into doing that. They're, they started the visa process, and they're waiting for that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this right now. It, it's not gonna work out for these two. Emma it's gonna work out in her head because she's making it work out in her head. March. <laughs> Listen, you better. How long go, is that flight? You better go ahead and make that annulment happen. Kitchen skills. Emma probably still hasn't consummated that marriage. Listen, you better. He probably go ahead. told her that. He told her that Ramadan lie. I can't kiss you because it's Ramadan. Right, right. Danielle and Hussein. No, Muhammad. Muhammad and Hussein are the same person. It's Ramadan all year long. <laughs> I'm not meaning to be disrespectful to anyone. I'm just saying, like, the excuses that they use are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's it with them. I did want to say, so Richard asked Mercy if she loves Michael for real, for real, because he notices that she's hanging on to him for dear life. And I will say this. She's hanging on to him for dear life because she's wishy-washy and all the drama that happened and she's, like, part of the center of it and she didn't take responsibility for being a, a blabbermouth. She's holding on to her husband. I just, you know what? What's the saying, April? If you don't stand for anything, you stand for nothing at all. Or you'll fall for anything. Yeah, I just, I'm not into it. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense since he doesn't want to come to the UK, but they're applying for the visa. Make it make sense, girl. Ryan, I will make it make sense for you. He is doing whatever is necessary for him to get his monthly stipend. That part. Okay, so... Oh, I feel like I'm running out of time. Okay, so Richard questions Mercy, and that was a hot mess. He's asked by uh, Kathleen, am I saying it right? Catherine, the host, uh, whether he's dating again. And he says, you know, because he's an international dater, the world is his oyster. So he has so many options. I don't believe him. I don't think he's dating anyone, but that's what he said. Uh, this was a picture that Richard posted. Uh, I, I screenshot it from... Uh, Reddit. Apparently, this is like the after party, um, and you could see who's with whom at the after party. Um, and then, what's interesting, you guys, and I just I don't know if I have enough time to to share it all with you. I'm gonna try though. Okay, so he says, uh, and I'm gonna go on this page, so you guys might not see me as big, but. He says, I'll read some of it. So like everyone else, I watch as a viewer. None of us get any inside information and I've not even met any cast members from season one. When watching as a viewer, it's customary for me to think, who would I like to go out for a drink with? And right from the start, it was Mike and Shane. 
Shane because she knows how to party and Mike because Mike's a lad. So I knew both of these people, I would really enjoy their company and they did not disappoint. Prior to me going on stage, which was right at the end of the day, I saw nothing of what had gone on before and wasn't part of the season two group chats. If screenshots were taken, I'd love to see what exactly was said. Same, Richard, same. Uh, I didn't even realize there was a split in the group. It didn't really seem like uh, picking sides for me. It was just who I want to drink with. I love some drama, but don't and won't be piggy in the middle. So cleaning up my closet with you effers. As I met all of these people in real life now, prior to the tell-all, there are two people I mainly spoke with, Robert and Mike, both good lads, both testing the waters to see if I was coming to the tell-all. In fact, Mike was still messaging me the morning when I was in London, but obviously in a contract, so can't say shh. But his face was hilarious when we got to meet. Um, and that's the point of keeping things quiet so you all get natural reactions and emotions like surprise. But when the cameras were stopped and we were all together, that's when I got filled in on the juicy gossip and didn't really know where to put myself as I not spent enough time with everyone to make a fully informed decision. So here is my views and opinions of the people I met. Robert and Azel. Now I can't comment on the specifications only the facts I'm presented with Robert in person is a lovely guy. He obviously cares very deeply for Azelle and like any man would defend his future wife. Azelle was very pleasant in person, but I didn't get along with her. The set was closing and we were all getting taxis. My questioning towards Azelle is simply, as I was a viewer, was concerned about her relationship with Robert's daughter. As a dad myself, the most important person in a dad in any dad's life is their kids. I think Azelle came across very well and was glad their relationship is improving. Tian, Mel, and David. I got to spend a bit of time with Mel uh, as she was backstage, but we were still mostly kept apart as a performer. And it's a shame with all DJing and hosting acting. Some people, me, often need stress wheeze. I feel lucky it was not a stress poop as others get. But when I went downstairs, me and someone chatted. Mel. Mel's a very, or excuse me, Mel's a really nice woman, mature, and a mama bear. Who is Mel? Tion's mom. Oh, that woman. <laughs> okay. Tion, Mel, and David. I got to spend a, a bit of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Mel's a really nice woman, mature, and a mama bear. Tion, the short time we spent together, she was friendly, pleasant, and had a big smile on her face for me, which was lovely. I sadly didn't get to meet David, but made sure I messaged him on Insta the day after. Christian and Rebecca, Chris is a legend. I won't have a bad word spoken about him, and I respect Rebecca as a performer. She has a job to do, and we all need an income. Again, I'm not getting involved in the bitch club, as I don't quite know what actually happen. Again, meeting Rebecca in person was very nice. Mike and Mercy, I think like everyone as a viewer, I was concerned about Mercy's true feelings for Mike. She was always complaining and negative about every situation and I like Mike and she better not be going to break his heart. It was quite good. Actually, Mercy didn't like me first because of the TV. I reminded Mercy of every African man she she'd ever dated, which I think is the point of my character. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> 
but we had a really good night together. And when the cameras are off, all she does is smile and radiate happiness. Shane and Mert, as soon as the cameras were off and they all came out, Shane and Mert had been on the lash all day. I'm not quite sure how many bottles of champagne they drank, but as with any diva, the champagne needs to keep flowing and Mert is the best scavenger to find the alcohol. Mert is as cute in person as he is on screen. Beelining for me with champagne saying tonight, Richard, you're coming with us and we're all getting drunk. Shane also isn't a letdown in person either. She's funny as F and would drink me under the table. I hard, find that super hard to believe. <laughs> For those of you who didn't recognize my love language from the show Acts of Service, yeah, I didn't. Okay. You, he has a love language? Apparently, Acts of Service. And just saw chauvinistic stuff like bringing me food or drink. I have not asked for it. We're going to be great mates because I really appreciate the kindness and makes my heart flutter. Me, Mert, and Shane got the same taxi and poor Mert was sat in the middle. I definitely squished him. I'll leave it at that. Um, so yeah, there was a big party afterwards and uh, we could see where the alignments were. Um, okay, so let's talk about Tian and Mel, Tian's mom. What were your thoughts on this, this before I jump in? I don't like them. They're hard to like. And I can see where Tian gets it from because her mom is delusional in my opinion. And her mom created a monster and then continues to allow that poor behavior. Listen, y'all are about to get a shock of your life. That's all I'm saying. And acting like you're highfalutin and meanwhile, like council house, stop it. <laughs> uh, we find out that David's visa was rejected. <clears throat> Um, and I guess they thought he was going to overstay his visa. Uh, I don't know how often that happens, April. I actually don't understand that for his circumstances, the ones that we know about. We know that he has a good job. We know that he has savings. So I'm not sure what would make him a better candidate for a visitor's right. visa. Right. Um, so they're going to wait for the spouse visa and do it that way. And then Mel comes out. She says she's a protective mom. She would go to any length, including going to prison for her daughter, which I thought was a really interesting analogy. Like, not like, hey, I would die for my daughter. Like, I would go to prison for my daughter, which. Yeah. Uh, when, she, when she answered the question, I was like, I don't think we had to go that far. That part. <laughs> and the, the reason you went that way that far is because that's who you are as an individual. Like, you are like. <laughs> You're trying to act highfalutin, but, you know, I don't want to say G-H-E-T-T-O, but, like, the shoe fits. Um, so she talks about her daughter as a princess, and she feels like her princess daughter's complaining behavior is justified, and she's proud of her daughter. She's a proud mom. And David says that Tian is actually a lovely person and he loves her. Of course, because David is a lovely person and he only sees everything with these rose-colored glasses. He loves on everyone and I don't think he has a bad bone in his body and Tian's lucky to even have him because um, all, all his eyes are on her and he doesn't see all of her terrible behaviors and attitude. He just like 
loves her that much, which, you know, I guess that's what we all would want, right? I guess. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so here's the thing about Tian that I couldn't stand is that she just took no responsibility and she lied on the tell-all. And when they talked about the ring, instead of being like, hey, yeah, that was a bitch move, bitch behavior, and I apologize, and I look back, and I look terrible, and I look ungrateful, and he probably shouldn't marry me because I am so shallow, that instead of enjoying the moment and appreciating that moment and that moment being for the rest of our lives, it's wrecked for the rest of our life because all I complained about was how cold I was and how cheap the ring was, and it was rubbish, and it should be thrown in the bin, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of saying all that and taking responsibility, what does she do? She says he was an idiot for putting her in that position. Stop it. You stop. Just. just uh. She's very unlikable. But the only thing I could say is that, again, like Azelle, she has presented herself fully as who she is. I, just, I think the whole thing is wrong. And I think that someone needs to tell her. And if her mom's not going to tell her, you know, she's going to learn the hard way. She's going to run into the wrong person and have the wrong attitude. And it's going to go wrong for her. So she had a tantrum. And the mom says, instead of like, hey, that's poor behavior. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. She got it from her mama. So then uh, they're talking more about the ring. She says that she doesn't need David to provide for her. She could provide for herself. Yeah, exactly, April, that part. That made no sense. Made no sense. Um, he spent his half of his savings, a lot of his savings, some of his savings on her new ring. Um, and so much so that he had to move back in with his grandma so he can continue to start to save again and replenish the money that he spent on the ring that she wanted. Um, so how's that setting them up for a successful future if that's the decision-making process on finances? Make it make sense. Uh, Shane says that David knows what he signed up for. And I guess that's what we're all thinking because why else would he be making these type of decisions, right? Right. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be even more difficult, I think, when he's in the UK, which they didn't ask about. I wish they'd asked about what are his plans for what kind of you know work he's going to do when he gets there. That might be another point of frustration. Right. Um, so, spousal visa. So says, hopefully, they're going to be married soon. I was like, I was hope. like, hopefully. Why am I echoing? Are you echoing? Yeah. Okay, now I'm not. Oh, that was weird. Um, C. Cruz says, there's a difference of having a sense of self, self and self-esteem and being a brat. Facts. And Tamika's mad that he had to give up his apartment to buy a second ring. Well, that, I mean... Yep. Okay. Uh, Shane and Mert, last couple to get on the couch. Rebecca is super rude and says uh, she's bored of them. 
And uh, again, I don't know where all her hostility is coming from, but she had it from the moment she was backstage. Um, <clears throat> Shane and Mert admitted that, you know, they had some problems, but the problems are fixed now and it's all behind them. Uh, I think that they really are the only couple that, that has shown their ups and downs and successfully walked down the aisle. Robert thinks that Mert has anger issues, and so does Shane. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, Rebecca says, this is where she was explaining Turkish behavior. Rebecca says it's cultural. Turkish people are hot-headed. And then she turns and tells them she's not a bitch. She promises. And that whole just thing was just weird. It was weird. Like, you've been bitchy from jump. And then now you're going to turn around and say that you're not a bitch. Like that is definitely two-faced in my opinion. Mert says he's been in the UK for seven months and he's still learning about UK culture. He's still like, you know, taking it all in. Um, and then they talked about his behavior on the show. Michael says, you know, he's probably frustrated, especially on Shane's birthday when he made her cry that he couldn't be there. And that's part of like the frustration he was feeling being abroad. Um, you have some thoughts, go. I thought it was interesting that he brought that up. Maybe that is part of the perspective, but in that case, just plan what you're gonna do for your birthday, for her birthday when you are together. Right. Don't ruin her current birthday. Yeah. Uh, Becca says, I think, I really think it's possible Rebecca is homophobic, transphobic, in addition to being jealous. Um, Ryan says Rebecca is just jealous because her Turkish husband left her, unlike Shane's, and her current marriage is also shaky. Um, well, if they would tell us what's in the messages, maybe that is a part of it. But I'm, right now, I read, I so I read some things, you guys. So there was something that was said that had to have been terrible that they bleeped out on the, on the tell-all, and that's what made Shane and Merck get up, and that's what made Shane call them a bitch. Um, and so there's something that went on. So there's something serious enough that went on. Um, and so I don't know, Becca, if you're right, but you could maybe because. I don't have time to show you guys and maybe we'll do like a part two, but Rebecca has done some really shitty things to Shane online, including doing like these caricature faces allegedly of, of what Shane looks like, like heavy makeup, all this stuff. So there was a lot of bullying going on allegedly. And I have the receipts and I talked about it. Um, and <clears throat> if I had more time today, I would talk about it, but I will say this. <clears throat> Since the tell-all, Rebecca has been getting a lot of backlash, a ton of backlash. People didn't like her behavior. People didn't like how she mean girled. They didn't like they didn't like the uh, what the bitch team that was formed against Mert and Shane. Um, and so they've been coming for them on on social media. And Shane had something to say about it, and I'll pop it up. Um <clears throat> Shane said, guys, can everyone please leave Rebecca alone now? Yes, me and her don't see eye to eye and we'll never be friends. But the amount of hate she is getting is crazy and I don't condone any of it. Some of what I have read about her is so nasty and disgusting and enough to break even the strongest of people. 
I have suffered most of my life with mental health on a real note. And I know how this amount of online trolling can affect someone's mental state. And it would be wrong of me to sit back and watch it all happen and say nothing to try and stop it. Just remember that she is a real person with real feelings, no matter what I or you think of her. I have tried to reach out to her personally a few days ago to squash all of this and to come to things amicably like adults and move on, but I haven't had a reply yet. I'm sure this post will be shared and shown to Rebecca. If so, my inbox is open. Do you see how throughout she's just lovely? You've said this a ton of times. She's just so amenable. Pardon? Mature. Mature and just like, wow, taking the high road all the time. Taking the high road, right? Because Shane is classy. Facts. Um, and I'm going to have to end it here, you guys, but I will say this, um, Shane and Mert sent us April, uh, a little like hello message. It was really, really sweet. Uh, they watch our show religiously and, um, they sent this and I thought you would get a chuckle <laughs> us on their big screen. <laughs> big screen guys thank you so much for being here april any final words nope that's it thank you guys for waiting for me yes and thank you guys for being here don't forget to like and subscribe and uh april and i'll be back we haven't figured out what show we're going to do next but we will be back because i know that you guys love us together the yin and the yang of it all um and we'll see you guys soon bye for now bye bye